Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Remember, if you want to get in touch with us, email hello at kungfumovieguide.com or you can follow us on Twitter and the Twitter handle is at kfmovieguide. Log on to www.kungfumovieguide.com for the latest martial arts movie reviews and log on to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. That way you'll never miss an episode, which is rather good. Okay, without further ado, here we go. This is episode five of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Enjoy! Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight, then I'll oblige. Well, 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 hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, foo followers around the world. Welcome to episode five of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. My name is Ben Johnson. It's a pleasure to be talking to you today. I hope you're well, whatever you're doing. I hope you're looking after yourself and having a lovely time. Look, we've got a bit of a special today, which is a little bit different to the normal podcast, because today we don't feature just one person. We don't feature two people. We're featuring six people, uh, which is Great. This is a bit of a UK martial arts movie special in light of the recent Fighting Spirit Film Festival, which took place in London at the Cineworld 02, North Greenwich. It took place uh, mid-July, July the 16th. And it was the first time that it's ever been on. It was in. Um, it was on the same day as the Seni Combat and Strength Show, which is a sort of annual martial arts expo, and as well as showing some pretty big movies like Kung Fu Panda Three and Drunken Master with Jackie Chan and uh, It Man Three with Donnie Yen. The morning screening was taken up with a very special presentation of a number of the most recent UK martial arts shorts, so little short films that have been made around the UK. There were three films that were shown that were having their premieres. Uh, That was a film called Fixer. Um, which was directed by Matt Routledge and starred Daniel O'Neill. There was a film called Operation Fringe, directed by Gregory Humphreys, uh, and that had a large ensemble cast, one of which including uh, Sue Cole, who is the co-founder of the Fighting Spirit Film Festival, who we'll talk to in a moment. And another film getting its premiere was Tengu, Birdman of the Mountains, directed by Samuel Smith, and that stars David Chung, uh, both of which we'll hear from in a bit. And there was also a collection of films that, that have been out for a couple of years, but were sort of collected and, and really showed off some some of the great talent that we have in the UK martial arts movie scene, one of which was Han Dukin. Uh, that was released a couple of years ago, directed by Chris Chung. Uh, another film was called Salvation. Ross Boyask was the director of that. That starred Genghis Dervis and Cheryl Burniston. 
and there was another film called The Real Target, David Chung again, and Yolanda Lines, and another film, Wrath of God, directed by David Newton, which was a sort of fantasy, uh, time-travelling uh, action adventure, so that was rather exciting as well. So that was the whole collection of films that were shown, and I have to say, I sort of sat there watching um, all these UK shorts and was just really impressed with the diverse nature of a lot of the storytelling and the styles of filmmaking and really just um you know how wonderfully choreographed a lot of these martial arts shorts were so i can't urge you enough if you've um uh listened to this and um enjoy what you hear make sure you log on and follow a lot of the people that i uh, spoke to on the day. I also wanted to flag up uh, the Thousand Londoners documentary series. Now these were little short documentaries that were interspersed throughout the short films which were shown uh, at the Fighting Spirit Film Festival and they give a, a good cross-section of um, just uh, some of the types of individuals and uh, the, the people and the martial artists that we have in, in London uh, and it was a really interesting insight into their a sort of day in the life, really, of uh, them training and obviously preparing for um, for their various different disciplines. So uh, those are definitely worth checking out if you can. I believe some of them are on YouTube. Uh, they're called the Thousand Londonist series. Yancy, who's a 34th generation Shaolin Kung Fu master. That was an interesting one. Also, there are interviews there with Anna Lee Travis, who's a, a London wrestler. Uh, and lots of other people as well. So that's definitely worth checking out. And they are made by a company called Chocolate Films. So without further ado, let's talk to Sue Cole. Sue is the co-founder of the Fighting Spirit Film Festival. Uh, and this was the very first uh, time that she'd put this on. So it was great to just talk to her and catch up and just talk about, you know, why she, she wanted to put the festival on in the first place. And we talk about some of the inspirations for her, she first got into martial arts movies after watching uh, The Karate Kid. So she's a big fan of The Karate Kid, so we have a little bit of chat about that. Uh, and yeah, and we just get her insight generally on the UK film scene. Um, what was really encouraging from all the short films that were shown is that, you know, the UK does uh, have a very strong reputation in film, maybe for dramas and comedies and that sort of thing, but uh, not so much in the action movie scene. Um, but what what was really apparent with all the short films that were shown was, um, you know, just how talented and uh, skillful we actually are and how, how good we are at creating these great action sequences. So that was really refreshing to see. And it's great to meet someone like Sue who's really championing, uh, you know, the homegrown up and coming talents. So here we go. Let's throw over to Sue Cole. She is the co-founder of the Fighting Spirit Film Festival. And uh, here's my little chats with her. Really nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Um, Sue, your name kept cropping up in the credits That's of all those really movies. That's really embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you were in one of the movies as I well. Know, yeah. Um, so uh, you know, obviously heavily involved in the UK martial arts movie scene, such as it is. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, what What made you want to put something like this on? So um, I started martial arts because I watched The Karate Kid. Yes, yeah. there we go. Yeah, and um, and I fell in love with martial arts. It became a bit of an obsession of mine. And I also fell in love with movies. And then I did my sports science degree at UEL. Sure. And I was looking at role models and inspiration and how people are influenced. 
and I was thinking, well, I was inspired by a movie, and then part of my degree, I got a scholarship to go to Beijing to meet this Sikh Duan martial artist guy, and he invited me to a dinner, and in that dinner, they had like a champion of Chang Chuen, the um, the, the the boss of the the professor of sports science at Suzhou University, there was the chairman of the Beijing Wushu Association and there was wow. a couple of other people and then there was me, Sue from England as a student and right. I was thinking I'm not really qualified but then they said it's fine Sue, you've travelled the furthest so I was like oh okay. Sure. And then part of the conversation was like what, what do you think about martial arts in the rest of the world outside of China and I said it's good, I said but at that time Ong Bak had come out and everyone had gone crazy for Thai yeah, boxing. Yeah. And because I was in China, they were like, but what about Chinese martial arts? And I said, you need to bring a movie out. You know, that's what it is. It's Bruce Lee did that for for Enter the Dragon. And that's when karate went mad because there was no Chinese masters out there. And then Ong Bak's kind of done this for Thai boxing. And then you can see with the raid, that's kind of brought like a lot of, you know, awareness about other martial arts. Absolutely. So I said, you know, you've got to do something. And I think then they brought that Shaolin film out, which the Abbot of Shaolin Temple kind of did as well. Yeah. And then, like, that was in 2000 and about 2010 that I kind of took that scholarship. And then I helped with the Shaolin Cultural Festival in 2014 because I trained at Shaolin Temple UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was working with Paul, who's um, in charge of SENI and Combat and Strength. And at the time, I was going on about how I'd like to do a martial arts and action film festival. And he was like, okay, yeah, think about it, think about it. And then in January this year, he called me and went, do you still want to do that film festival? I was like, yeah. Yeah. And he said, oh, because I've got a cinema screen. I was like, really? And he went, yeah. And I said, well, I've got some ideas, so not just films. I'd like to actually encourage up-and-coming talent and have, like, emerging filmmakers coming through and rather than play the adverts and trailers, to play the short films before the main feature, much the same way that you do with Disney films or Pixar films. That's how it always used to be as well. The youth back in his age get a little short film before the actual film. And in my mind, I'm thinking, like, people go for these main features, but they wouldn't think to watch these shorts. But if it's already tacked on, and that's what you get the exposure for, and that's some of these breaks that people need just to kind of get you know the word out and and if you can widen the audience then that brings interest and then that brings business and money and that's where you start getting these things made and I was aware that like I love watching Jackie Chan and Jet Li but they're not and Donnie Yen as well but they're getting older and there's no one I felt coming through to carry on this mantle and my selfish thing is I want to see more films so I need to make sure people are making them and bring them through so that was part of the reason and then the other thing is I wanted to sort of show that like you have your participation so that's why we've got the live demos here you've got your emerging talent and then the main feature so that's the journey and the pathway so that young people if they're sort of seeing this they can go well I can relate to the people doing the demos and look there's these people who are making these shorts they're not quite at the main feature level yet but I can see this progression yeah, yeah. and I felt that that was inspiring in itself as well Absolutely. and I guess being uh, the UK as a film industry I'd slightly refrain from calling it an industry because it's not the same as it is no. in other places no. it's certainly nowhere near Hollywood or um, uh, you know places like that so um, there is a perception of the UK film industry as we do period costume dramas uh, and you know what murder mysteries that kind of thing yeah. uh, but we uh, when it comes to you know martial arts or even action movies mm. that's a genre that we don't it tend is. to go near it is and you can see that like Daniel O'Neill is a good example he had to go to Asia yeah. to kind of and and it's a shame that people have to go that far yeah. when there is so much talent here that could be doing it and um I work in a cinema environment when I'm not doing this as well and a lot of filmmakers come there, they, they write their scripts, they talk about ideas and I talk to them and I say like, have you ever thought about doing a martial art of action yeah. film? And they're like, you know what, I would. Sure. And um, 
in Hong Kong and China, there's a lot of Chinese directors that have also done homages to martial art films, yeah. like Zhong Wu did Red Cliff, yeah. that was his little thing, and uh, Ho Sao Tien did The Assassin, yeah, yeah. and there was Ang Wong Kar Wai and Ang Lee, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so like, I think a lot of directors, a lot of people, there's this, it brings out the child in you, you like that kind of yeah. action, and, and it's exciting, it's interesting, and if you can have a story like The Karate Kid or something, where you're giving a good moral about doing good with it or improving yourself or becoming better which is a lot of the philosophy of the martial arts I think that's got social benefits as well because as a little girl I was quite shy I didn't like doing much but what I liked about martial arts was you're not competing with anyone you're competing with yourself you're trying to improve and um, you just it builds up your self-discipline your confidence and um, and also you're healthy as well and you become more aware of your diet and I think also you realise that if you are training that much you don't need to find that much you know because you're training and you, you, you become aware that you've got this ability much in the way that some of the superhero films say yeah. like once you've got this sort of skill level you don't abuse it you become responsible yeah. and I think well, that's being enlightened isn't it I guess yeah. it's reaching that stage where, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah and I, I love all the philosophy that goes with it as yeah, well absolutely. so so tying in some kind of ability to inspire which goes back to my studies at uni yeah. is kind of where this film festival kind of came from and just like building a legacy and also making a community. Yeah. And then the other thing that I'd like to do in future film festivals, because we are going to do more, is to have like some kind of award ceremony where you can acknowledge the talent. So at the moment, the BAFTAs and the Oscars and a lot of big um, festivals, they don't recognise martial art and action films. Like It's unlikely that comedy or horror or a martial art film is ever going to win Best Picture yeah. as it currently stands. But that's not to say that the, those skills and those talent couldn't get near there. Absolutely. And it's always seen as a genre which is quite maligned, isn't it, in a way? It's mm. almost seen as, um, uh, I don't know, like a subpar level mm. of filmmaking. Yeah. But, it's got but when you think about, you know, mm. the intelligence that goes into the choreography, the movement, mm. the, the physicality, yes. uh, and the editing, it touches all the cornerstones of... Well, the training uh, and the discipline and the that goes behind it. And also, the thing is that, like, you know... I think if no one starts recognising it, it's not going to change anything anyway. Yeah. And, and I, I, I notice that with a lot of the martial art films, they've got some of the most loyal fans. Yeah, true. Um, they, I, I can't imagine that like comedy as a genre has the same loyalty. Yeah, or yeah. Hol- I mean, actually, maybe horror, that's probably one that yeah, does. Yeah. But um, I know that I've been inspired by things like the Terracotta Film Festival, yeah. which was running, and East Winds Film Festival, yeah, which yeah. runs up in Coventry. And, and uh, a lot of them at the moment they've been working really hard and doing a lot of good and I think it'd be good to try and bring that together I know that in September I think it is the London East Asian Film Festival yeah, coming up and, right. and all of those guys like they were supportive with this event like Terracotta helped promote it LEAF did it as well and I spoke with Spencer Murphy who runs East Winds Film Festival and he gave me some advice and I, I really appreciate that and I'm yeah. hoping that like if the community can like form and support each other then everyone benefits everyone absolutely grows. yeah yeah and it does seem like something where it, it is a nice community isn't it, it? Is. and like, everyone helping each yeah. other yeah exactly. that's, really, that's really cool yeah well now I can tell you one thing you'll be sorry you were born and I feel sorry for you Today, you're going to be a very dead eagle indeed. Okay, so the, the, the list of the short films that I've seen, I was blown away by that, by the oh, way. Oh, that's great. Thank you. And I was blown away because of the, the diverse nature of a lot of those films as well. You yeah. know, there's a lot of comedies, there's some, some pretty intense stuff there yeah. as well. Um, you know, it's a real... Uh, 
I don't know, I guess it's just a real, it's a good picture of where we're at in the UK and what we're mm. capable of doing. Yeah, and those documentaries are important as well because they also show that there's another aspect of martial arts Absolutely. that can be explored and that is another way to inspire and yeah. also show skill level and participation. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually, they, the documentaries are all part of 1,000 Londoners. Yeah, I was going to talk, so tell me a little bit about that. That's part of a wider documentary mm. series then, is it? So um, there's a project which is lottery funded actually yeah. and it's done by Chocolate Films yeah. and they're about a five-year project where they're taking 1,000 Londoners and sort of filming a snapshot of their life and what they feel like being in London, whether they're actually from London, living here and how London affects them and they feel affected by it. And then obviously their interest or the aspect of them that makes them who they are. And the ones that we have are martial arts because obviously we're a martial sure, arts thing. Yeah, yeah. Was that just, uh, were they commissioned as part of this or was that they were they were interviewed? So they had been made anyway. anyway yeah. And um, Yanzi is actually my teacher. Yeah, I, I wondered <laughs> with the connection to the Shaolin yes. Temple UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of this festival are people that I've met along the way. And sure. I've been talking a lot about what I've wanted to do. And because I've been talking about it for a while, I've been putting that message out there because in my head I knew I wanted to do this I just didn't know how it was going to happen and then things kind of came to me which you know it's kind of weird actually but I kind of do believe that if you have a lot of positive energy and you put your mind to it you start making decisions that will lead you to where you want to go and even if you don't know how to get there you'll you'll start going that way because of it and that's kind of what happened Um, I did a bit of film work um, with a stunt team for a film and then I met some of the guys which is how we got David Cherm involved And then um, I did another film this year, which was again to do with the stunt team, and that's how I met some of the other filmmakers, and that's how the Operation Fringe guys got involved. And I also got to know Chris from Handukan because they kind of know each other, but they just haven't had that ability or platform to sure, come together. Sure. Yeah. And and that's it, isn't it, really, Sue? It's a, it's a networking opportunity as well, isn't it, for a lot of these guys? Definitely. You know, working. The, you know, because some. Um, yeah, I guess there can't be many of these things around when they can all sort of meet up. I don't think so. No, and I think. I was really pleased to hear that after each short, everyone was clapping and yeah, applauding yeah, yeah. and supporting yeah, yeah. each other because there yeah. can be that competition where people feel that they need to kind of compete. And healthy competition is good, but I think I always think Usain Bolt is the fastest man on the planet. But if there's no one else pushing him, he doesn't come across as fast anymore. You need that rivalry in a competition, and yeah. if it's healthy, both can grow and improve. I'll change your eagle to a duck. <sighs> Are you a big fan of martial arts oh, yourself? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the yeah. first film you saw? Uh, so the first film I saw would have been, actually, okay, so mm-hmm. it wasn't a Bruce Lee film, but what got me into Bruce Lee was Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you know, mm. yeah the Jason Scott Lee mm. thing. Um, so I saw that. I was quite young when that came out, and then that was, yeah, that mm. was sort of thing. Really. Did it make you want to start martial arts? I, I did start martial arts, Did you? And yeah. what did you do? Uh, I did, well, I, I was trying to find a Jeet Kune Do class which is tricky in Swindon because mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's not much of that going on but there was a um, kung fu class so yeah I did um, I did kung fu right up until uh, university so up until uh, I was 18 wow. uh, yeah and then yeah I don't know it just it was tricky to when you move away I think like finding a 
Sifu is, is tricky and, you know, it's setting up somewhere new is, it is, is tricky because you well, have to yeah. find someone that... Because everyone does martial arts for a different reason. Some yeah. people just want fitness and some people want to make it their way of life or some people just want to maybe, like, be a bit sociable or yeah. they might be want to be competitive or, sure. or something. And some people, their reasons will change as they're training anyway. Yeah. And, and it's finding a teacher that can help you get on your journey and do what you want to do and help you learn what you want to learn because I think... For me, I think when I was little, I wanted to learn all the flashy moves. But then, as I got older, I realised I wanted to know something that I could actually use if I needed to yeah, defend myself. True, true. And because I'm quite small compared to some of the people that do martial arts, some of the styles that I tried with were like they were just standing there and taking everything, and I'm thinking, this isn't working for me. I'm just yeah. getting bounced everywhere. So but the Shaolin training you must do must be quite that's quite intense, isn't it? It is intense. But what I think so good about the Shaolin style for me personally is that it's it covers a whole range of things. Like because the Shaolin is, is, is actually a place in China anyway, yeah. and it's got you've got all your animal styles. But literally, traditionally, it's a place where people used to go to and train, and with them they'd bring all their skills, and it become a big melting pot, yeah, yeah. and it would evolve. And so there's such variety that you can like make a style that then becomes your style sure. which is kind of following the Jeet Kune Do kind of yeah, idea in a way yeah, yeah. it's just I think obviously Bruce Lee found a great way of explaining it and yeah. making it absorbable for people to understand yeah. but, uh, but I think any martial art when you get to a high level it has to be down to what your body can do and what your mind can do because yeah. like, I know my teacher always says that like I show you a kick and everyone did it different to me and, and he says it's because you've all got different bodies and your mind yeah, well, is different yeah, yeah. and he says that's right but you need to make it so that you can obviously use it and make it work yeah. and I think when I realised that I was thinking oh that's true actually you know because you see all these styles and you think they look great but it doesn't really work yeah. for me yeah, and yeah. when you realise that then you can start picking and choosing your training and then you start to work out what you really want from it as well and yeah. then you get more benefit and enjoyment from it yeah I always wanted to do the jumpy flashy yeah. kicks. I think I'm, tall, I'm very tall, so I was tall. Well, I was tall when I was younger as yeah. well, so it was never, it was never going to work you out. You can, you know. I think white crane is meant them. to be good. And mantis, you know, yeah, mantis true. has got some jumps. Yeah, but then yeah. there's the northern and the southern style. Yeah, isn't there, so. yeah. Are you ready? I was born ready. I'm sorry, brother. I thought you said you were ready. That was awesome. Let's go again. Are you still inspired by the the films then nowadays? Yeah. Yeah, I. I, I, met, I managed to meet the director of the raid, and um, I was talking to him, saying, you know, I, I liked Raid One, and then it was Raid Two that he was coming coming to. And I said, um, what's your favourite martial art film? And he said, I don't actually like martial art films. I was like, oh, said, I like films with martial arts action. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. He's actually made a distinction because ah, okay. I suppose martial art films are where you've, you're at a kung fu school and you're training, but like if you go more police story, he's an everyday guy that happens to do martial arts. True. So when he's fighting, he's using his martial arts. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And that's why the raid is almost like a super violent version of police story. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. there is a distinction there. And there are definitely some films where um, you know the martial arts is an is an aspect of it, and there are some which are about certain yeah. styles yeah. and about the martial exactly. arts. Exactly. Like yeah. for me, Thirty Six Chambers of Shaolin is just like yeah. the ultimate training scene. Exactly. In a film. Yeah, but that's a film where you could it's about kung fu and you could there's no way you could interject yeah. you can get rid of those scenes yeah. or anything that's like it's 95% martial arts and maybe plot into yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah but then you might have maybe Crouching Target Hidden Dragon which is more plot 
with yeah. scenes of martial arts. But a beautiful it. film as mm. well. Yeah. 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 I mean, I really liked Hero actually by is it Jang Yimou? That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. an amazing film. Yeah, that was And every great. time I watch it again, I see something else in it that I yeah, just think yeah. that's really clever. Like even when the candles are blowing in one direction and then blowing in another, you're like. Yeah. It's like he's explaining energy and it's amazing. Yeah. Detailed. Yeah, there is a lot of depth, a lot of depth to that. Yeah. And I really liked Red Cliff as well because that's got the strategy. Yes. And I thought that's so clever. Really huge battle scenes yeah. and all this. That, yeah, and, yeah, and very cool. every single character in that has got like a special skill of some sort. Like yeah. there's a guy who can like predict the weather. Yeah. And then that guy who's like, they, they kind of fight each other by playing the musical instruments. That's right. And they right. can work out each other's character and you're like, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so um, future plans, hopefully um, an annual thing. Hopefully an annual thing, yeah. that's the plan, um, and keep growing, expand it out so we have the awards, maybe make it over a couple of days rather than just one, and have a slightly wider range. So in this festival you've got your All the Shorts, which is the emerging talent, you've got the Family um, one, which is Kung Fu Panda 3, the Classic and Cult, which is Drunken Master, and then the current one, which is It Man 3, and all of those films had some aspect of them which was inspiring so Kung Fu Panda, his story is that you know he, he's the chosen one. Drunken Master, he, he's got a whole film about training and improving uh, with the Drunken Master. And then Ip Man 3, well, it's the legendary Ip Man character. <laughs> hey, you're a pretty good fighter. You didn't do too badly yourself. There we go, that was Sue Cole. You can follow Sue on Twitter. The Twitter name is at... Panda Sui, uh, that's Panda S double O E Y. And remember to check out that documentary series. It's called A Thousand Londoners. Um, and we'll keep in touch with Sue. I know that she's planning to do another Fighting Spirit Film Festival next year, so that's really exciting. And a lot of the short films that were shown are being made into feature films, and a lot of the filmmakers are, you know, obviously concentrating and working on other products as well. So that's really exciting, and we'll hopefully be able to. Uh, fill you in with all that as and when all that uh, happens. Um, the next little chat I had was with Chris Chung. Chris Chung was the director of a short film called Han Dukin, and this is actually made a couple of years ago, so you can go on YouTube and you can watch Han Dukin. I'd strongly recommend that you do. It's only about three minutes long, but it's quite funny. Chris was set a challenge. Um, the, the film Han Dukin was put together as part of the Virgin Media shorts, and one of the stipulations was they couldn't show any violence. So obviously that's a bit tricky when you, when you want to uh, make a, a sort of action sequence. Uh, but uh, he does it in a very clever and very funny way. So definitely check out Han Dukin. Um, Chris is a young, talented, up-and-coming director, and it was great to sit and chat with him. Uh, Han Dukin, I should just say, did also win a few awards when it did come out. It won Best in Show uh, at the Action on Film International Film Festival in America. It also won Best Short Short at the London Independent Film Festival in 2014. So uh, it comes with great accolades and it's definitely worth checking out. Anyway, here we go. Here's my chat with Chris Chung. <laughs> say I'm here with uh, Chris Chung, uh, director yep. of Hand Dukin. Yep. Hadouken. Yep. Play on um, words with uh, Hadouken. <laughs> this, the choreography, uh, everything about this I thought was fantastic. Thank you. Um, Chris, just tell me a little bit of uh, background to it, uh, how you came up with the, I- the idea for it and the concept. Yeah, sure. So basically, I've been working sort of like in film and video for quite a few years now. And basically, we made this back in 2013. I originally started back in 2010. 
uh, and I was working quite a lot as a cameraman, but I always wanted to make that transition to being a director. Yeah. So at that time, I was working a lot in uh, corporate and basically the commercial environment, but it wasn't really what I wanted to be doing. So what I did was um, I, I saved a bunch of money together. I saw the Virgin Media shorts was coming back up. But what I saw in the uh, terms and conditions is that you could not show violence in your films. So that, that made it a bit problematic for when yeah. you do an action film. When you want to do a kung fu film. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I figured what is the thing that I can do where you can still show your choreography and action without actually people getting hurt. Yeah. And that became like rock, paper, scissors, which was like the main fight scene. And then the end fight scene being a thumb war. Yeah, um, brilliant. So those were the two things, and basically I've been I've been a huge fan of like uh, cinema since you know what was was growing up of Hong Kong cinema and um, watching uh, all all those action films like the Jackie Chan films, the Stephen Chow films, and that really inspired me to get into film. Yeah, I think it was uh, uh, my first film that I remember, which is what I wanted to go. Sorry, the film I remember, which is when I wanted to get into into action filmmaking, was Jackie Chan My First Strike. Yeah, which sure. was a very long time ago, and I remember that that just sort of marvelled me. And yeah, it was so interesting to see, yeah. you know what can be done in like an hour and a half and obviously how difficult it is to make a film yeah, I realise yeah. now um, what, what, what I love about that is the fact that um, you know that it was almost as if they set you a challenge there yeah. you know make a uh, you, you wanted to make a martial arts film that couldn't actually show any violence yeah. how do you go about doing that and uh, the choreography it's so clever the way that um, it, you know there was very minimal minimal contact in a lot of the, the fight scenes a very clever way of, uh, of doing that Sure, no thanks. I mean, uh, I, I, I always find that with uh, a lot of film competitions or festivals or even when you're doing films yourself, it's that those boundaries that you have causes yeah. you to be creative and you have to really yeah. think on your toes and I think that's something that really helped us with doing Handukan. Yeah. Being a Jackie Chan fan then, was that the uh, where that sense of humour element co comes into your work then, would you say? I'd say so. I mean, uh, with this choreography, I'd say there's a lot more influence from like the Donnie Yen sort of like yeah, Legend yeah. of Chen Zen sort of style and like Ip Man, like yeah. the speedy hand movements and that. I've been always a huge fan of the Jackie Chan stuff, and uh, you know, I've watched the documentary on like, yeah, yeah. how he goes about styling his fights. And there's definitely been a big inspiration. I mean, we've got Bruce Lee like the one-inch uh, punch as well yeah, in there yeah. as well. So there's all these all those little um, mini vignettes I want to put into the film. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so your background prior to this, then, yeah. um, clearly you're a talented filmmaker. You can tell by the way the thing was put together. Um, what what was your what's What's your background? Sure. So yeah, I mean, I, I did martial arts since maybe being 15 years old. I'm 27 yeah. now. I've been doing, you know, I started off doing uh, White Crane um, Shaolin, then I moved on to doing Shaolin, then I moved on to doing uh, a bit of MMA, and then uh, Taekwondo as well. I was actually competing as well in Taekwondo, and now I've moved over to doing Muay Thai. Um, Quite a range of so things. I, yeah, 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 yeah. So I find it very useful. It's just—it's always amazing to see uh, different arts and, and, and the way that um, each team or you know style how they how each person carries themselves. It's, yeah. it's, it's very different, you know. And now boxing—I'm interested in. I'm, I'm starting to venture more into boxing now. Wow, okay. There's such a style and craft to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and just in the making films, I mean, is that just something you've always been passionate about? I, I think so. I mean, uh, back when we were younger, I mean, uh, we didn't have any money to do anything, like go outside or, or whatever. Basically, I would, I would nick my dad's, uh, uh, his uh, digital camera, which can actually shoot video sure. at like 3GP or whatever. The ter ter terrible aspect ratio and all that. Uh, terrible quality. But basically, we just we shot these little, uh, these little vignettes again back when we were like maybe 13 years old. Me and yeah. my friends around the corner, we used to always shoot these in our garden. We became very heavily inspired by uh, Game of Death. 
Yeah, sure. And we tried to recreate those sequences in the uh, in the garden, but just changing the garden just a little bit to make it look like it's different floors. It was nice. cringing to, to, yeah, to yeah. think about now. Hey, look at all fun. these filmmakers. They start start somewhere, you know, <laughs> roping their friends in and you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I yeah. still rope my friends in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Okay, so um, so with regards to where you 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 see yourself heading, sure. uh, potentially, obviously, feature films, that kind of thing. Is that the, is that the vibe you? you you want to be going for? Yeah. Abs- absolutely. I mean, what I've been doing for the last couple of years is I started off with, uh, well, I did a load of short films before Handukin, actually. Handukin wasn't my first short film, but Handukin was sort of first sh- short film that I was quite proud of. Yeah. And uh, from there on, I, I did a short film called Lux, which is sci-fi. Then I did another short film called My Enemy, which is more of a, uh, of a thriller short film. Then I did a TV pilot called Walk, which we're sort of like moving into development now. Um, and then afterwards, I, I did a, a short film called Soho Jimbo. You would have seen the teaser after Hanuk. Yeah, that looks good. That looks good. Thank you. Um, so basically, we did that in association with uh, Directed UK and Ari, who sponsored the film. It was part of an initiative called Directed UK Challenge Alexa, okay. where they selected um, uh, the concepts and basically went off and we shot the film. Uh, just like Handukan, we shot uh, Soho Jimbo. Handukan, both were shot in two days. Wow. So we did uh, the drama in one day, and then we did the action another day. This is how I tend to work. Um, and, and you prefer it that well. way. You, you're choreographing as well in those in, in that time. Yes, I mean it wasn't something I wanted to do. No, because I think it was a pressure. Yeah, but kind of just have to do it, especially when you've got no money. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. The U- I mean, the UK, I mean, doesn't have much of a film industry per se, does it? If we're going to compare it to other sure. nations, um, how do you find working? in the UK just generally and getting stuff together and making movies it strikes me as the enthusiasm is there but maybe the resource is, is, is lacking it might be I mean um, I'd, I'd definitely say that we are making great films here but I think it'll be interesting to see if there could be somewhat more diverse films that we're making here we're making a very particular type of film I think here in the UK uh, or a couple, a couple types of films I think it'll be interesting to explore different genres um, but I think that's starting to happen you can see that happening with the BFI and uh, all those networks around the BFI as well, they're starting to champion different, different uh, voices and stories now. Um, I think that, especially with action stuff, it's, it's hard to make because the thing is, action costs a lot of money. When you need some quantities on board, health and safety, insurance and all that, it's just costly to make, which is why, obviously, when you have uh, films made in America or, say, China, where they have got money, then it's easier for them to, to make because they've got... Yeah, they've, got they've got the, got the frameworks money. in place, entirely industries built up around it, isn't it, I guess? So, yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's exactly that. But I think, at the same time, it is growing here. There's a community, as we can see right here, with everyone here being at, at, at the, the you know, Fighting Spirit Film Festival. Uh, so I do think that you know sooner or later that stuff will come. And for me as well, I'll be, I'm, I'm looking to do um, the short film Soho Jimbo as a as a feature. We're looking to take that forward as as uh, as my first feature, yeah. which will be an action film. So that's going to be quite a challenge. So hopefully wow. I'll be back here with, with the feature version. Yeah, oh, brilliant. Yes, Chris, you've got to keep in touch with us. And no, absolutely. Let me know what's uh, what's what's happening. Thank you very I'll much. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. Yes. Nice to meet well. you. Cheers, Ben. Take care. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey! It's the butterfly style. There we go, Chris Chung. Chris is also on Twitter. Follow Chris at Chris Chung UK. Um, and, you know, we're really excited, particularly about the uh, project Soho Jimbo, which uh, is his first feature film. And that looks great. Very much looking forward to that and anything that Chris works on next. We're going to move on now to my conversation with David Chung and Yolanda Lines. They are a kung fu couple, uh, both on screen and in real life. And it was great to sit and talk to them. Uh, at the film festival. Uh, David Chung was the writer and the director and the star of The Real Target and uh, Yolanda also starred in it and also wrote the short as well. And this film also points to a wider feature uh, which which looks exciting. Uh, so we very much look forward to seeing where, where, where the two uh, filmmakers take this uh, Real Target concept. Um, and also, so there's some exciting developments uh, in Yolanda's career, particularly because um, off mic, she did mention that there's something quite big that's uh, in the works. And I don't want to say because I know that all these things are quite confidential, but um, hopefully, you know, uh, we'll be able to keep in touch with Yolanda and sort of see what her next steps are, because that uh, certainly sounds very exciting. So it's great to meet her. And also David. David's um, kept cropping up in, in a number of the short films throughout the day. He, he featured in the real target but he also featured uh, in a in a rather breathtaking short which had its premiere at the fighting spirit film festival called tengu birdman of the mountains uh we'll hear from the director of that samuel smith in a bit but i do mention to uh, uh david just how much i enjoyed that and also there's some exciting news that that is also being made into a feature film so we will keep you posted on that as well uh these are two really talented great up-and-coming british uh, martial artists and uh, performers and actors. So definitely two to keep an eye on. Here we go. Here is my chat with David Chung and Yolanda Lines. So this was a lot of fun, this film. It was, uh, I mean, the premise is a sort of domestic uh, situation. Uh, which sort of uh, uh, spirals uh, and then do you, you want to take it from there? <laughs> There's a little bit of girl power in this there film is, yeah, because yeah. Uh, you know it's kind of making sure that everybody knows that girls can fight too Sure. Uh, yeah it's kind of based on true events because we're both <laughs> quite we don't, we don't literally hit each other but we're quite competitive Sure. Like, that's, that's what it's like when you're watching telly is it? We don't watch TV really, <laughs> no. do we? We, we, wa- we watch films, we watch movies for inspiration, sure. and we're big uh, martial art film fans. And you know, uh, when we watch the films, we just get inspired, and then we just yeah. you know write and choreograph. You, you you train together then as well? Or? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the, which what what would you train in? Training kung fu, wing chun, taekwondo, muay thai, boxing. 
quite a few martial This arts. is why you don't have time to watch films. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely watch films. Just yeah, just not, not so much telly. We have to like schedule when yeah. we can watch a film. But yeah, we, we operate with the fight together, stay together policy. Cool. And, yeah, uh, that's cool. How did you find working together, obviously being a, a couple and working together as well? Uh, but I mean, I guess you can get your aggression out on each other, can't <laughs> you? <laughs> but is it okay to, do you find it fine working together? Yeah, we, we bond together really well. Yeah. Um, we just don't get any sleep because yeah. we're always full of ideas and we just get motivated and inspired really quick. And um, yeah, we have a lot, a lot planned sure. for this year. Yeah, it looked as if um, you know there was a bit of a flashback sequence du- during there, uh, where it sort of goes into an alternate reality. Which I, yeah. I, I was, I was watching it, thinking, well, it's probably hinting at uh, a wider story arc. Yolanda, is that is that fair to say? Is there plans to take that any any further? Yeah. So the the darker scene is kind of a a moment of imagination for us, which kind of happens in real life with us anyway because even though we're training every day we're also imagining why we might need to be training every day because it's not always just for film like it's important to be prepared in life but um yeah the film has got a very big story so this is just a short of a much bigger feature and uh there's a lot of exciting things to come cool. in the bigger picture can we talk about that are you under yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so the 90 minute film will feature us um, fighting against like the world's most corrupt government and agents and um, we'll, we'll be, we'll, we will be chased by agents from around the world because of a secret mission that we were assigned and it goes wrong and we just have to fight together. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I ask about just like the logistics and you know just getting a film off the ground? Uh, I'd imagine a lot of people might be listening to this now and uh, be inspired or have an idea to, to put something together, uh, having actually, you know, done it. Uh, I mean, what, what, would you, what would you say, to, what advice would you, would you give them to, you know, if they've got an idea, they want, they want to get a project going? Um, I would say have a really strong script, like get a whole team involved. Um, you can't do everything yourself. You need to, you know, have a strong team. You need to be a good team leader. And, you, and again, you have to have a really strong script. I think you need to really prepare because the lead-up to this film, we were practising fight scene choreography for a long time to make sure that on the day we get it right and we don't mess around, we don't waste time and we get it right on the day. We storyboarded the whole thing. So everything was already in place so that on the day everybody knew exactly what they were doing. Sure. But I think, you know, for even low-budget filmmaking, for people who haven't done it before and are new to it, then I think just pick up a, pick up a camera, anything, and just start producing what you want to create and network, make friends, make friends with other actors, make friends with producers, make friends with people with camera equipment, and yeah, you know yeah. then you can slowly build your team together and create something, and, and then it will grow. Yeah, just like a you know. Like a king and his army, build a strong army, yeah. 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 build a strong team and just... I, I guess we're living in an age where it is quite easy to, you know, you can, you can uh, make a movie on your phone these days. Yeah. Uh, so as much as it's easier and the technology is out there, uh, you know, it's, um, 
it's still tricky to you know promote the thing get the whole whole thing together and, and get it out there i mean um just speaking from the experience there you'd say you know get involved in things like this film festivals that kind of thing yeah definitely social media you know um designing your posters and posting on social media is very important and having friends who believe in you and support you and who share your work and get it out there and because thanks to our friend Sue Cole, you know, um, she's the one who you know, got us got us screened at all yeah. two um, Cineworld, so so she seems very supportive. Have I kept seeing her name crop up as like executive producer or a lot of those things? She was even yeah. in one of the films as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so she's been a she's been a, a good uh, a big help as well. Yeah. I think yeah, also like amazing things happen when people pull together and you know this film would not have happened without a team of people and we had such an amazing crew who were just so passionate and excited to you know just as passionate as us to get this film made and without them it wouldn't have happened and and so many of them I've never even met before so I made so many friends through this experience and yeah I think anybody who who's interested in giving it a go just do it because you'll make friends and you'll create something good I was also sat there watching all those films and it was quite a diverse collection of films um, but you know anyone who says that the UK can't do uh, action films I mean that's uh, <laughs> that's put pay to that really hasn't it that's that's some pretty good calibre action scenes we saw today yeah um, there's a lot of talent in the yeah. UK and there's a lot of like you know, um, a lot of directors who who love action films and they just have to like find a good team a good good team of like fight choreographers and action performers yeah and also the DLP has to be quite good as well sure. to capture the action yeah, yeah. because uh, in some films in like Jackie Chan says in some Hollywood films if you if you shoot it and edit it wrong you won't like show off the action you just see like close up of like yeah. arms flying everywhere well, and Jackie Chan you know you can see that in some of his Hollywood movies when he's you know uh, not in control of the, in the editing booth that then the action can suffer can't it yeah you do see like a big difference like in Hong Kong films they always like the angles wide but in Hollywood films they like it so tight that you don't even see their good stance work or their good sure. kick so it's a big it's a big difference but it's improving like you know, everyone's like listening to each other, and you can see that in the latest films like Captain America, Civil War. You can see that they really were inspired by absolutely. They're, the they're, they're adapting, changing their ways, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, uh, David, I must ask you about uh, Tengu as well, because uh, yeah. that just blew me away. Um, Thank you. Uh, obviously, again, that's a short film that I'm guessing is pointing to feature. Uh, a wider yeah, 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 feature film. The um, script has been written right now. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting yeah. it off the ground. What a great thing to be involved in. Tell me about so Sam Samuel Smith, this is his first the first thing that he's done then. Is it his first short film? Um I think it's his first action short action film, film because yeah. he's always he's always loved action as well. He's a big fan of action films. And this is his first, but um, it won't be his last because recently we shot another action film where I fight 10 guys 
in one room. Wow. <laughs> but that, that's coming out later this year. Sure, okay. So. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, there was all sorts of stuff, those birds, things going on, and then all the, the, the way it was filmed, I thought was, it was really quite, quite amazing. Oh, so, thank you. Yeah, so the yeah, cinematography cool. was really good. Oh, really Thanks cool. to Samuel yeah. Smith. Yeah. He's a really great director. Yeah. And I enjoy working with him. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, I look forward to seeing that. Thank you very much. Uh, Yolanda, what are your what are your plans? Obviously, this so this is gonna the real target is gonna be a, a feature film. That's the next sort of uh, big thing, then. Yeah, uh, as far as our projects are concerned, that's the next big thing. We're working on our script, and it's uh, nearly there. <laughs> so yeah, really excited about what's to come, and we're just training and preparing and getting ready for it now. So. Cool. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you've got to keep in touch with us, and it'll be good to like talk to you again. You know, when, yeah, when these movies, uh, you know, made feature length, and you know, your pride to them and stuff. So yeah, cool. cool. Best, best thank of luck. You so much. Best of luck. Thank, thank, you, thank, thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. There we go. Um, really good stuff from both of those David Chung Yolanda lines Yolanda is on Twitter follow Yolanda uh, she is at Yolanda lines and uh, David's on Twitter as well and you can follow David at David Chung 8 that's the digit 8 so as you heard in that little chat there with David uh, I did bring up the short film Tengu which had its uh, premiere at uh, the Fighting Spirit Film Festival uh, this was uh, a really exciting looking uh, short film based on a Japanese uh, fable. It um, was filmed in one day, which seems almost unbelievable when you when you watch it and the attention to detail. And there's some really fantastic images and some really great cinematography in there. I managed to sit down and talk to the film's director, Samuel Smith. Sam has a background in um, uh, a lot of uh, music videos and that sort of thing, uh, and he. Uh, is putting together his first feature film based on uh, Tengu, the short. So we're very excited about uh, seeing the developments of that. And uh, David Chung obviously appears in Tengu as well. So uh, that's a collaboration which seems to be very fruitful and we very much look forward to seeing what David and Samuel come up with when they do Tengu as a feature film, which I'm very excited about. Anyway, let's have a listen to my conversation with Samuel Smith. Tengu, Birdman of the Mountains. Yeah. Um, visually, uh, just everything about this film just blew me away. Um, can you just tell me? It, there's a lot of mad stuff going on in there. What was the concept and uh, your uh, thought process behind uh, the, the movie and putting it putting it together? Uh, well, um, I kind of wanted to make a film which is which uh, was a great excuse to put in some great fight scenes. Yes. But uh, in doing that, I was researching uh, like Eastern folklore. I kept coming back to this idea of the Tengu, which are the disgraced samurai. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, kind of evil spirits that live in the mountains and then they come down and traditionally kind of harass villages and steal things and um, I wanted to exaggerate that and give it, give it my own twist so I added in the, the visually haunting horrificness of um, plague masks uh, from you know when the plagues came through those big beak noses where they'd put the spices into obviously to hide the stink, the stench sure. of uh, people's uh, dying bodies and yeah, things like that. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, I combined those two and, and made um, Burden Over the Mountains, uh, which is a story of um, a father's struggle to protect his family from these the, these terrible creatures. Um, Visually, it's 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 quite something. Uh, these guys sort of swoop around, don't they, and, and then descend on this family. Uh, the the father's protecting a young son. There's a, um, uh, a, a narration there running throughout the thing, uh, which you're not sure at first whose voice that is. And then obviously you realise you're watching a flashback to something. Um, it's it looks to me like all the co- composite parts are there to to uh, you know really make a, a quite an exciting feature film out of that is that your your j- idea to, to do that and, and expand the story yeah absolutely <coughs> the um, the feature script is something I've been laboring over for a, a fair while uh, and that is it's continued at the moment that is a I think that's a process that goes on until you have to start shooting uh, I guess yeah and then the search for private finances is currently happening um, so if if we can secure finance, um, then that, that would be amazing. I, I would very much want to uh, make the, the Tengu into a, into a feature. That has been my goal. And also, before I was making it, I, I kind of had that in my head, and maybe that this would be a visual example of what a feature, uh, a feature of uh, you know like this a team could be. Yeah. To what what you know would, is to come, really, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's my hope. It's your background then as a filmmaker. Um, you've done some shorts before this one, am I right in, in saying? Or is this um, your first? Your this first is my debut short. I've, I've um, I come from a, a background of shooting for the uh, music industry. I, I, um, I first moved to London as a music video director. Uh, I got signed and then um, moved into. I've made some made a documentary series and then uh, I make content as well to pay the bills and you know do all the all the bits that you have to do until you, you do, can of course until you can make your nice juicy yeah. features. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I've done I've grafted. I've done my you know I've done my. Um, yeah. And Tengu was always something in your back of your head. You were like, this is this is something I really I really want to be. Want yeah. To so so of late uh, last few years, I've, I've decided to focus on uh, trying to get a feature out the door. Yeah. Uh, I've. Post Tengu, I've shot another uh, short film that's in post-production now, um, which is called "I'm Not the Devil," um, which is again a a disgusting excuse for huge fight. Well, huge fight sequences. Brilliant. Which um, David, David Chung uh, is he's involved in that one as well? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. So off the back of Tengu, um, it was just such a, a, a good fit. We worked together really well. He's he's brilliant, isn't he? Out there as a screen presence, and obviously as a choreographer, and a, you know, a very, you know, I, I predict good things for that guy. Yes, yes, he's yeah. great. He's um, he's very good at what he does. What was your inspiration then for this? Like visually, were there certain touch points, cornerstones of mo- movies that you would uh, that you were watching, or that you like the style? It's the style of it. It's quite quite something. Oh really? Uh, do you know what? I've I've got absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought. I haven't actually thought that. I haven't thought why it is the way it is. Um, it just kind of uh, made itself um, appear the way the way it yeah. is, and the, and the choices visually, the aesthetics of it were. Uh, there was no choice. It kind of just the, the, there seemed to be no decision to be made. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't it know. Came together. I'm a hundred percent. It will be uh, drawing ideas from other things that I didn't know I was absorbing yeah, at some yeah, point. So. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe other people should tell me what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
that's the thing with the creative process. Once you've got it and then you produce something there, it's like, well, this this is the thing now, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's um, what it, where that idea comes from. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it takes a while for the for the film to finish the post production, and I think that's the way I work. It yeah. takes a while till it's right. But yeah. I, for example, I did the the voiceovers. I did uh, I three voiceover sessions, and so I. So I, and then I did all the the ADR and all that yeah, business. So. Yeah. Well, actually, not the ADR because <laughs> there isn't any ADR. It's narration, but the uh, the sound design that went yeah. through a very long process. And well, that, I don't know, but that sort of bird, this, the squawking birds noises there is t- absolutely terrifying. <laughs> Great, it's, lovely. Yeah, really, really good. Um, so okay, and and I mean, just the logistics of putting that together. I mean, roughly, I mean, how long how long was the shoot? The shoot was one day. One day. But long days. I'm into yeah. shooting long days. Get everyone there, and then we do it till our eyes bleed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, till everyone hates it. Sure. Uh, possibly, in retrospect, they're not the best way, but it's it's worked for me so far. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and you feel you've got a good partnership, working partnership there with David uh, Chung. It's a, it's a good uh, good working relationship there. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to. Uh, what we do in the future the plan is that uh, David and I make Tengu the feature hopefully yeah. uh, that's the that's the plan and why not he's he's a he's a great actor and he's great uh, um, physically martial arts uh, yeah. wise so yeah. I don't see why that isn't possible cool okay amazing Samuel thanks so, so much to, to meet you and thanks for thanks for talking to me no worries my uh, pleasure and yeah have a great day best of luck with the with the movie thanks cool His iron hand hurt me real badly. There we go. That was great. Samuel Smith there. Uh, fantastic visionary director, uh, the director of Tengu, Birdmen of the Mountains. One of the other films that was shown on the day was called Fixer. This was directed by Matt Routledge uh, and it starred Daniel O'Neill. Now, Daniel may already be familiar with a, a few followers of martial arts movies, um, particularly the Thai action movies uh, following the wake of uh, Tony Jaa's great success. Daniel uh, was the leading man and he was the choreographer and the uh, editor also of um, a film called Bangkok Adrenaline, uh, which is reviewed and is featured on KungFuMovieGuide.com, so feel free to log on there and check out my thoughts on that movie. Undoubtedly, the best thing about it was Daniel, and he was such a striking discovery. Uh, really incredible Tony Jaa-style athleticism and some incredible kicks, uh, and just a, a really great screen presence. So Daniel, obviously, his background, though, is in rooted in Hong Kong action movies. He moved over to Hong Kong. Uh, and he worked with the likes of Donnie Yen and Jackie Chan. Uh, and he also moved to Thailand. When he did move to Thailand, he also worked with the likes of uh, Tony Jaa. Now he's back. He's spent 17 years in Asia and now he's back in the UK. And Fixer is one of his short films and he's wonderful in it. And again, this points to a wider feature film. So this was getting its premiere at uh, the film festival. 
And it was great to sit down and just have a, a chat with Daniel and talk about his career uh, and where he seems his career heading now that he's back in the UK. Um, and that's exciting. And as just a little caveat to this, as you may have noticed, obviously, you know, all these interviews have taken place within uh, a public environment. And this one in particular does have a little bit of background noise. But I hope it's not too distracting uh, as I sit down and talk to the martial arts action star, Daniel O'Neill. Daniel O'Neill, future UK action star, up and coming. Yep, thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we've had a little bit of a chat already, haven't we? So, yeah, we, um, have, we have. But um, so the film that you're in, that's showing as part of this uh, the Fighting Spirit Film Festival, yeah. is called The Fixer. Yeah. Um, I've just seen it. It was very good. Yeah. Just give us a little bit of background to that project and how it came about. Okay. Well, myself and Matt Rutledge, the director. We sat down one afternoon and we brainstormed. We wanted to come up with a new character. We were influenced specifically by the Transporter and James Bond. But the thing with their characters, I mean, Jason Statham does some martial arts, but we want to take it to the next level of martial arts. So we wanted to include amazing Hong Kong, Thai style martial arts action with a Western kind of James Bond Transporter character. And we created the fixer, and the fixer basically he fixes problems. So he's called up by a certain boss to fix certain problems. I can't say too much. You at shouldn't the moment. give away too much because yeah. there's a bit of a twist at the end. There's a bit of a twist, yeah. But um, he fixes problems, yeah. and that's basically the whole kind of outline story of it. Sure. It's just all about creating this new character, um, and hopefully this is going to lead on to a feature-length movie. Which so that, that's the plan, isn't it, Daniel, to, to yeah. try and then make this into a, into a feature film? Yeah, we're, we're currently in the developing stage of the script, so we're going to probably take the next few months developing that yeah. and then hopefully start shooting in about four months. So it's pretty exciting times. Um, you choreographed the fight scene yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, just give us a bit of a talk through of you know the filming, what it was like to make okay. the fixer and yeah. the sort of pressures you're up against. Yeah. Well, as a lot of people know, when you shoot a low-budget movie, um, you have problems. <laughs> people don't turn up, or uh, so, you know, people can let you down because they're not being paid, obviously, which is fair enough. So, choreographing the action was pretty difficult. Um, we had about three hours to shoot it and rehearse it. So it left us, or it left me feeling a bit tired and exhausted. Sure. Um, but we did the whole thing in one day. We did it, yeah, in one Someone afternoon. Um, and I think it came out okay. But had we had a lot more time, it would have been even better. But it's still pretty good. It's good. So, it's yeah, it's yeah. good. And I, I was watching it thinking that you know, here's a guy who's clearly uh, skilled, proficient, has worked in movies before, and that's correct. You're you. So you you were living in Hong Kong. Yeah, thanks for that, by the way. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I would move to Hong Kong when I was 19 years old, yeah. and I was put straight in the deep end of the martial arts movie industry. I got my first job in China uh, when I was 19, and um, got to work with the stunt teams over there. I lived there for four and a half years, um, working on the Hong Kong 
action movies. Yeah. So I really learned my craft. And before that, I'd been training in martial arts all my life. Like, so that's you what were I training here, in, and you're born in born in London. You're born, from London. Yeah, I was born in well, not in London. I was born in Cambridge. Born in Cambridge, yeah. But um, now I'm living in London. Yeah. But yeah, then after the four years in Hong Kong, I went to Thailand because the movie industry, the martial arts movie industry, had then moved over to Thailand with the birth of Tony Jaa. Um, so I was there for 13 years and basically doing Thai action movies. So I really know my craft. Sure, sure. Yeah, like you said, it probably shows on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, with the explosion of Tony Jaa, you then had to return to this more realistic... Uh, yeah, hard impact. Hard Im- yeah, style which, of action. Yeah. Which is really what I like. I mean, I love the Hong Kong fluidity and the movement of uh, the Chinese stuntmen and people like Jackie Chan and uh, Sammo Hung and Jet Li. Love it. Yeah but they are lacking that kind of impact which Tony Jaa has. Uh, so I kind of want to combine the two and um, just with a smooth kind of character, like yeah, Mr. Nice. Like Bond or... <laughs> sure. You know? So, You've uh, met Tony Jaa. I've met and trained with Tony Jaa. Yeah. With, like, I was on Tom Yum Kung. Yeah. So I was training with Tony Jaa for about two weeks, preparing for the fight scene. Uh, unfortunately, the fight scene was cut out of the movie. You can still Quite see a lot my of body. Fight scenes were cut from that. They must have yeah. filmed a lot for them. I think they filmed so much, yeah. and they just had to take a lot out. Yeah. Unfortunately, mine got taken out. But um, I think on the making of, you can see me sure. getting kneed in the head, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I was almost knocked unconscious by on the third take. Wow. It was three takes from a Tony Jaa from Tony to the Jaa. Head. Yeah, brief. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Basically three takes, and on the third take, it was just like, where am I? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm in a temple scene <laughs> with Tony Jark, knee him in the head. Uh, well, there's so a sequence in, uh, it might be on back, where he goes full into that guy on the bike, yeah. and the knee goes straight through the, straight the, through helmet. the helmet, so I can imagine that would, uh, that would, that would be quite painful. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah. like... With Tony Jaa, he has this technique of being really nice to you, and he doesn't really show you in rehearsals how hard he's going to hit you. Sure. And then, you know, you get on, you get on set, and they say action, and all of a sudden you're just hit with this bang, wow. and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> um, so it's as full on as it looks, then. It, it I mean, is. There's, there's, there's no, no holding back. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like with, when you get knee in the head, he's going to have a knee pad on. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't stop stop the force yeah. coming through your head. I mean, it takes the the hard impact off but it's still there's a force going through your head yeah so that's the money shot you know, the yeah other absolutely so this leads to Bangkok Adrenaline yeah that led to Bangkok Adrenaline which was a lot of fun very stressful it was a very uh, weird set to be on it's sure. probably the word I choose because um, there was just so many issues and problems and just the, the people were too in- inexperienced to make a feature length movie so it was very stressful and there wasn't much time on the fight scenes from a low budget movie obviously so yeah it's very intense fight scenes but it came out looking pretty good yeah uh, as far as the fight scenes go I think it was really good when you're on a movie set like that does it feel a bit like sometimes you're wondering how the hell is this gonna what's it gonna look like when it's yeah. when it's done well as far as the action goes I was like I, I knew it was gonna look good yeah I knew I'm confident I'm really confident in the action and my choreography um, I had a good team around me, so I was, I was confident in that. But I was looking for a more deeper character. As far as the story goes of Bangkok Adrenaline, it, I mean, it, it's not the best. <laughs> so um, so this, I was limited by the script. Uh, you know, I want to push my acting. I'm quite a good actor, I think. So um, I really wanted to push my character, but there was just not enough for me. So I just had to try and show as much as I could in the martial arts. Yeah. And 
fortunately it came out really well I, I ended up editing like 90% of the whole movie okay okay because it was edited originally by people that don't understand choreography and action and you know it's like a puzzle and you have to put that puzzle together in the editing room and if you don't understand where the middle and the beginning and the end are then you'll just get confused yeah, so yeah. I, when I first saw the edit I was like no I need, I need to take control of this sure so I ended up not just doing the action scenes but 90% of the whole movie wow and uh yeah, it was hard work, really hard work. It was very stressful, but when I look back on it, I've learned so much, yeah. so much from that, and it's invaluable. You know, when you when you edit something, when you edit a whole movie, you kind of learn what works and what doesn't work. So, invaluable experience tutorials, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then that led on to potentially more work there in in, in yeah. Thailand as in well. Thailand. Yeah, it yeah. did. I kind of got led on for a little while with a yeah. few projects, which was a bit disappointing. Like the industry is hard. Yeah. I will not deny. It. You have to work your ass off. You have to know people. You have to be talented. You can't fake it to make it because if you try and make it and you can't do it, people are going to see that. So you've got to have the skills. You've got to know the people. Um, but unfortunately, there's a lot of people that. You know, talk the talk, but don't walk the walk, sure. and uh, things fall through. So I, I was led on for a few years, yeah. and I, I was just fed up at, yeah. by this point. I was like, I've had enough. I'm taking a break from the industry, um, and now here I am in the UK, um, and I just want to give it one more go because I'm just, I, I know I've got so much to offer. When I'm looking at what's coming out in the action movie industry right now, there's just, it's not doing it for me. Yeah. And I know that I can do it, so yeah. that's what I'm here to do. There, as we say, there is a bit of a resurgence in that uh, low-budget market, isn't there? And there are some really good... I mean, Scott Atkins is the first Scott guy who's great. Yeah. sort of flying the flag for UK yeah. martial arts at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Scott Atkins, I've worked with him a couple of times, and really nice guy. Very, very talented. I think he's one of the best on the planet at the moment, or for the last 10 years at least. There's, you know, there's Tony Jaa and there's Scott Atkins, and beyond that I don't think there's too many for myself that I can look up to so Scott Adams is awesome I'd love to work with him again um, but this time maybe on a one-on-one -on -one kind of fight sure. scene okay you know yeah, yeah. so yeah. what film what were you working on with, with Scott then uh, the first movie I ever worked on was called Extreme Challenge and it yeah. was shot in China yeah and I didn't know who Scott was yeah I just turned up on set it was, I was so green to the industry everything for me was so new yeah and I was like who are all these people and then yeah. I I saw some guy doing some jumping kicks and I was like, who's that? And uh, yeah, I got to know him a little bit on, on that on, and uh, he had one of the main fight scenes on there. Sure. I was more of a stunt actor, so yeah. I was doing little kind of stunts here and there. Yeah, yeah. But I loved it. Yeah. And, um, you must yeah, that be like, who's that British voice that I can Yeah, hear? I was just like, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm not the only one on here? All right. <laughs> But uh, no, but that's cool. So you go way back then. That's, that's way you know, back. That's this like, is '99. Yeah, yeah. 1999. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and that's so cool to see him and it's yeah. the, the rise that he's had. And exactly. it must be reassuring right, yeah. to, for yourself as well to know yeah. that you know this market's yeah. its buoyancy. Exactly. Well, when Bangkok Adrenaline came out, Scott was one of the first people I emailed. I was like, check check out the trailer. And he wrote back and he said, yeah, that's amazing, man. Awesome. Like, Tony Jaa's going to be shaking in his boots. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> sweet. You know, because <laughs> yeah. I really look up to Scott. I worked with him on The Medallion as well. Jackie Chan. Fantastic. And Jackie had a fight scene with Jackie Chan. That's right, yeah. Did, yeah. That was great. We were in Thailand for a month. 
living in the same hotel as Jackie Chan and <laughs> it was so surreal yeah really surreal yeah and to grow up watching these guys and yeah. just being so influenced by them and then you're in the same yeah. hotel as these guys on it's, the same movies so unbelievable that's quite crazy. I mean there was one movie I didn't mention in Hong Kong uh, I had the opportunity to do a live audition in front of Donnie Yen and he was looking for one white guy who could fight Jackie Chan sure and I was like oh shit like, this, <laughs> this is uh, I, I need to rock this audition yeah. and I went there and I was quite excited about the audition I wasn't nervous I was just like and I rocked the hell out of the audition yeah. and, and Donnie Yen came straight up to me and you know he was like I think I think you've got the part like uh, we're, we're going to basically give you a call and the next day I got a call and they said you, we, he wants you to fight Jackie Chan and I was just like this is unbelievable yeah, yeah. this is my, my dream yeah and there I was, like a couple of weeks later, with Jackie Chan, doing a one-on-one fight scene and uh, being di- directed by Donnie Yen. Yeah. And I, I think that it's such—it was such a moment for me. It's like it's two legends, basically, yeah. that I've looked up to like since I was a kid. Wow. To be working with them both was just—that was on the medallion. That was on Twins Effect. So, uh, I yeah, made yeah, a vampire. Of course. Yeah. And. Uh, it was a ten-day, ten-day shoot. I was the main, got the guy that was fighting Jackie Chan. Yeah. That was me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was an amazing experience. Yeah. Okay. Really amazing. Yeah. Was he nice? Okay to work with? Jackie Chan's unbelievable. He's yeah. so funny. Like he, there was a, a moment in the the uh, movie that me and Marky Lee Campbell, one of the other stuntmen, had sure. to do this kind of dance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Jackie was kind of showing us how to do this dance on set, and you can just see he's a he's a physical comedian genius because what he was showing us was just so funny yeah. and that, that's exactly what we tried to copy and, sure. and yeah he's, he was on set sweeping his floor as he usually does he's like OCD about like keeping everything clean really nice guy yeah wow. really nice guy Jackie wow. Chan living the dream man yeah man very cool yeah okay so future plans uh, the fixer this is this is going to be made into a, a feature or fingers crossed yes. that's, that's the plan it will be made into a feature yeah. it's just a when we're going to do it I think in about four months we're going to develop the script now so it's going to probably take four to six months to be ready to shoot uh, so we'll be keeping in touch and just letting people know yeah. we're putting little teasers out here and yeah, there yeah. Um, that is the future and that's what I'm going to be focused on for the next yeah. half year and you're based in the UK now yes that's, yeah, yeah. I moved back to the UK eight months ago so I've been living in Asia for the last 17 years wow um, so a lot's I feel changed like, here <laughs> oh my god I feel like a tourist yeah. it, I've just about got settled in after eight months yeah. when I first got here I was literally like how do I get from here to there and I was getting Uber taxis everywhere yeah, and then yeah. eventually I started using the underground system and it was just like I, you know <laughs> I need to work this place out and I'm settled down now and I'm here and I'm just going to be I'm, I'm going to be staying here yeah. I want to make a mark in the UK yeah. you know? cool man so yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Oh, well, best of luck with everything. Thank Daniel, you Daniel, it's really nice to meet you and to talk to you. Thank you very much. Cheers. Daniel O'Neill, what a nice guy. Best of luck to him. Now he's back in the UK and everything uh, that he uh, is involved in. Uh, we will keep a close eye on Daniel's work, obviously, uh, and report back in due course. Follow Daniel on Twitter. Uh, his Twitter handle is at underscore Daniel O'Neill, and he's on Instagram as well. Uh, and that's Daniel O'Neill Official. So there you go. That's a wrap for the Fighting Spirit Film Festival for 2016 
cannot wait for 2017 and see what Sue uh, cooks up uh, for uh, the next Fighting Spirit Film Festival. I'm sure it'll be really exciting. Be sure to check out a lot of these guys online and just check out their work. Um, there's a lot of great talent out there, both in front of and behind the camera in the UK. And we'll be sure at the Kung Fu Movie Guide to keep you posted on all the latest from these remarkable filmmakers. So um, thank you very much for listening and thanks for supporting the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. I will be back in two weeks' time with another episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.